a possibility. And once this idea had entered my mind, it just sat there, percolating for some months like strong black French double espresso. I hadn't mentioned anything to Nicky at this stage, although she knew that I was feeling a little stir-crazy and wanted to do something to haul myself, albeit temporarily, out of the clutches of suburbia and my somewhat stressful job as a child therapist. Over the years, I have banged on enough times about buying a house abroad or living on a barge or growing a beard and hiding in the woods down at our allotment, so, all in all, Nicky was well aware that I had the potential to do something stupid at some point in my life. I stumbled upon the GR10 itself whilst I surfed the net looking at walking holidays in France, and somehow the idea of a coast-to-coast -coast walk that incorporated mountains, French villages and beautiful scenery seemed just about perfect. I had always had something of a love affair with France, having spent many holidays there, both with Nicky and Jess, and with friends in my younger days. As for mountains, there is something very special about the intense sensation of height and space, the solitude and sense of escape, and the way in which they transform one's perspective, both externally and internally. They have always captivated me. So, with the idea half-forming in my mind, I bought a couple of books on the GR-10, and the more I read, the more the feeling of wanting to embark on this mad adventure started to creep up on me, to the point where I started to become a little obsessed. I don't know if Nicky saw the book lying around, or whether I unconsciously kept it hidden away like some guilty secret, but my actual coming out, so to speak, could have been handled a little better. We were on a family holiday in Cornwall for a few days with a good friend of ours, and during a pleasant evening in the local pub over a couple of pints of Frenchman's Creek, I suddenly blurted out the fact that I had been thinking about taking two months off work, abandoning the family, buggering off to France and walking miles along some bloody mountains. That's not quite how I put it, of course, but it's fair to say that was the gist of the translation kindly provided for me by Nicky. And to be fair, while she didn't oppose the idea, she wasn't too impressed with the cowardly way in which I had told her about it. Over the next few months, the idea continued to crystallise, and one evening I mentioned it to my good friend Rob, who immediately declared his hand. "'Count me in,' he said." Now, Rob is a lovely chap, and a man of many talents, builder, cook, singer, and guitarist, alongside a healthy dose of the more quirky and eccentric. Amongst his many talents, he is the world's number one Chitty Chitty Bang Bang fan, and knows by heart the words to all the songs, to which we have been subjected many times over dinner and a glass or two of red wine. Indeed, one of his numerous alter-egos is Grandpa Potts, and his rendition of Posh is very fine. So, when Rob said, Count me in, I was very glad to have him on board, although I was a little anxious about how the two of us would manage such a long and intimate journey together. 
However, to be honest, the idea of doing the walk on my own was daunting, both physically and emotionally, so I welcomed the idea of Rob's company. To his credit, he had done a fair bit of long-distance mountain walking and orienteering over the years. Certainly in this respect he was much better qualified and equipped for this venture than I was. He also kindly volunteered to be my case study whilst we were away. I wasn't exactly sure what this meant, but I got the strange feeling that he knew something I didn't. Still, I thought if Oliver Sacks can write The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat, I can write The Man Who Walked the Pyrenees with Grandpa Potts. As time passed, the idea of the walk slowly became more of a reality in my mind, as opposed to some kind of wishy-washy abstract fantasy. The more people I spoke to about it, the more the possibility became a probability. It was as if the simple act of talking about it was enough to bring it gradually into being. As a therapist, I was curious.